congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden. Also featuring book nerd, Jessica Butcher. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time. They are three book girls. That gray That's matter. what we really needed for Halloween. We needed those brain hats. <laughs> you have? Oh, no way. No, you never made me a brain hat. I gave it we to We sold it. Oh. Remember? But I started to make another one, and I made all the cord, and I'm like, fuck this hat. <laughs> I'm done with this hat. <laughs> yeah, we need an exposed brain hat for Halloween. Maybe like, like a zombie hat where only part of it's exposed. Ooh, that'd be cool. Holy shit, that's a lot of freaking work for that brain. <laughs> that would work. That's you can make a it like idea. a, like a gray. Hair. You could have hair. Oh, yeah. And then put some fake hair like randomly through it <laughs> and then have a part right here. Like make a flap. It looks like a brain. And then have a brain section <laughs> oh, I love coming that. out. That's that actually great would idea. be very cool. Okay, next Halloween. Next Halloween. I love Halloween. Halloween is a time when you can just let all your weirdness hang out. Yep. My son definitely has my affinity for Halloween. He calls me up and he's like, Mom, I want to make something really gross for Halloween. You got any ideas? And I said, no, not really. So after a couple of days, he sends me this picture with this recipe for dates stuffed with cream cheese and walnuts Ew. and they look like crushed roaches they actually aren't Ew. bad i tried really? one I don't like so dates. i was gonna make them but i i wanted to put some actual rubber cockroaches on the plate there was rubber cockroaches i know on there the was but oh, i had okay. to go find the rubber cockroaches first <laughs> so i went to one halloween store and it was closed and then i went to i went all the way up to edmund to that big one up there mm-hmm I walk in the door and I'm looking around. I don't see anything. I don't see anything. I went up to the lady. I go, this is going to sound really bizarre, but do you have any rubber cockroaches? Oh, yeah. They're not on the shelf, but I have them. <laughs> oh, my God. That is probably the weirdest thing. I have some thing. cockroaches in the back. Hold on a second. Hang on. <laughs> let me just gather them up. I'll just, put, I'll just scrape them into a bag for you. <laughs> I wonder if anybody ate those things besides you. I don't know. I ate one. It was it wasn't pretty good. I gave him to Dylan to take to his work, which he works at the pot store. Yeah. Okay. So my mom got her pot, her mar- her medical marijuana card this week. Okay. And like two days later, started bugging the shit out of me that she wanted to go to the pot store on Saturday. <laughs> she didn't want to go by herself. She wanted Vondi to take her to the pot store. Well, right, because she has anxiety and she didn't want to drive the interstate to go out. So you know, I kind of understand that part of it. I mean, that's why she has medical marijuana card is for her anxiety. So I didn't even give her an answer yet. And she had already texted my son and my son's girlfriend. "Um, Hey, do you want to come over on Saturday for dinner? I'll show you my new stuff. I'm going to the store. (laughs) Show show them her new stuff. Yeah, quote unquote. Air quote. Show. And so I hadn't even answered her yet. And I go downstairs because I work with my son's girlfriend. And she says, Grandma Dina invited us out. For supper on Saturday, and I said, oh, yeah, did she? Did she bribe you with narcotics and bread? <laughs> <laughs> narcotics and bread. <laughs> uh-huh. And Kaylee started laughing. <laughs> yeah, your grandma's supposed to bake you cookies, but is she supposed to bake you brownies? Special well, she brownies? Was, special she brownies? Was, she was breaking her some, quote, unquote, bread. She was oh, baking it. <laughs> she was baking bread. Yeah, and so we went to the pot store on Saturday, and... 
you know, we went back to her house and ate some lunch and everything because I ate lunch with her. Then she starts breaking out her pot stuff because she wants to try it. And I'm like, all right, on that note, I'm leaving. I'll see you later. I'm going to take my dog and go home. Jeez. No way. She wanted to share. I can't believe you didn't stay and hang out with her. <laughs> no, I don't have a medical marijuana card, so it's probably not a good idea for me, especially since I had to drive home. Mm, yeah, they'd be pulling you over and saying, ma'am, are you high? And you be look like, high. Ma'am, open I'm, your eyes. Coming from my mom's house. <laughs> I was with my mom all day. Is that donuts in your car, officer? <laughs> o- officer, I need a donut. <laughs> so yeah that was my excitement for t- for yesterday is going to the pot store i guess that's like a, a trend garrett's best friend just was in town last weekend he lives in washington and he works for a grower mm-hmm. uh-huh. and so he's a horticulture technician is what he calls it and i was like bro Try to make it sound fancy. You're growing weed. <laughs> you can make some freaking money growing weed yeah. I mean, legally now yep <laughs> Hey, that's what my son does. He grows weed for a living. Yeah. That's what Logan does. That's why that... I went up to the one so far away is because that's where Dylan works. He kept telling me all kinds of stuff about the different strains. And I was like, uh-huh. Don't care. Don't care. <laughs> I am never going to remember that. <laughs> never going to remember that. No reason. He was like, and no frame need, of reference for that. You need to put this in the soil if you want it to grow like this. And this in the soil if you want it to grow like this. And I was like, Logan, I'm not going to grow weed. <laughs> my mom actually <laughs> bought a journal to record her her pot experiences down and when she's buying this journal i'm thinking this is what nerds do when they get high i need to record exactly what i did and how much i took and how it made me feel (laughs) that's what my doctor has me doing for my migraines because we don't know what's giving me migraines she's like keep Uh, a journal when they start i'm a migraine queen girl it doesn't make any difference it doesn't i mean well yeah there are some things that help but on yeah, the whole, you're going to get them anyway. Yeah, it's weather. I think it's weather. Probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think mine are stress. Like, I get really tense. Weather and stress. Yeah. Halloween, girls. You know, in the olden days, I used to have this huge Halloween party the weekend before Halloween. Like, mm-hmm. every year from the time I turned 20 until maybe 28. Well, I have a costume this year. So, what the hell? Why did we not have a party? We should. This is the first year. We don't have enough friends that are weird enough to come. <laughs> oh, I'm sure we could find some. <laughs> Even if it's just us book girls. That's At the enough. pot store. We the pot find store is clear up in Edmond. That's like 45 minutes one way for me. I'm like, no. Shoot, I'm not. It's not even just in Edmond. It's like on the other side of Edmond. Or anyone who there. doesn't live in Oklahoma City. It's like. Like way up by Danforth. Yeah, like yeah, 40. Waterloo. Waterloo. Oh, gosh. It's like 45 minutes away from here. Yeah. yeah. And this is North Oklahoma City. There's plenty City. of pot stores all over Oklahoma City. That's not the issue. The one my son works at is up on Waterloo. Yeah, so. but see, I um, I had this discussion with my mom about driving that far for it. Is Because it's a state thing and not a federal thing, they don't have very many um, regulations yet. Mm-hmm. So I want to go to a place that I know is legitimate. Yep. So I would rather drive an hour out of my way mm-hmm. to get something that I know that's not going to make my mom flip out. Well, mm-hmm. and Dylan would never. No. He knows enough about it that he would make sure that it's, you Well, know, everybody up there was super yeah. friendly and yeah, helpful. Yeah, they're great. So. Shout out to Modern Sierra. Yeah, you guys are awesome. 
<laughs> Thanks for a great pot experience. Even for if her I mom wasn't the one smoking She's it. She's asking for a friend. <laughs> Just Quote, asking for a friend or a relative. <laughs> one of the two. So yeah, maybe next year we'll have a bigger... We kind of had a pre-Halloween party though with our live event. Yeah, that's true. And people dressed up. Yes, See? they did. That was, was our surprised. group. That was our tribe. That was so fun. It was fun. Speaking of which, uh, the next several episodes, the next two episodes are time travel episodes. Right. Because we have uh, Shona from Houston that we recorded while she was here. And also our new friend Morgan from Lubbock. Right. And her. And yeah, her she crew. came out with, all, with some of her yeah. book club. That was fun. So I that's so much our, fun. our November time travel episodes. And then we also have two more virtual world tour people well, that we have to get to. Actually, we're going to have three because our Fran from Canada <gasps> is going to put in an application. I was chatting back and forth with her on Twitter. Yay, Fran! Woo! Yep. I'm excited for her just because she's so freaking hilarious. She is hilarious. And her like, Twitters and stuff and her messages. I love her. Yay. Never we, met her, you know, but I love her. This is the coolest experience I think I've ever had in my life, having these connections with book girls and and people that you would never meet otherwise, except for your love of books. Right. It's just so cool. Well, she also has another little place in my heart because she is a a wrestling fan. And I don't really watch wrestling now. Don't give me that look. But when I was WWE. little, I freaking loved wrestling. And I watched it like every And your week. son loved wrestling. He even had wrestling dolls. He Action did. figures. Action, Action figures. I don't Thank think he liked them being called dolls. But... <laughs> they were dolls. <laughs> well, it's kind of like a little soap opera. Because everybody has like a story behind their character oh. and they get to so get So she's in talking like Wrestlemania. Yes, we're, the talking, ring. we're not talking real wrestling. <laughs> no, no, no. We're talking about the entertainment, the WWE. Oh, no. <laughs> oh my God. I said, Sorry, I mean, like I said, I'm, I don't watch it. offending anyone who uh, You know what? I don't wrestling. care. I like Twilight too. So well, yeah. <laughs> you, you can kiss my daisy white ass. Uh, Lily kid. white. I like daisies better. <laughs> <laughs> Lilies are a little too I've, fancy for my ass. I've learned a lot about offending people because I seem to be an equal opportunity offender. I offend everyone for something. For something somewhere. You were playing scary trivia last night, weren't you, Jessica? Yeah, I know nothing about scary movies. It's not good. <laughs> we were at a Halloween party and there was a costume party and we played like the game where you have like a sticker on your back and it's like some sort of Halloween thing. Like mine was a vampire and you had to go around and ask people like, am I dead? Am I? Can I possess people? Can I cast spells? And they can only give you yes or no answers and you have to figure out what you are. It was fun. How long did it take you? Not very long because Robbie slapped it on my back and Garrett goes, oh, that fits. And I was like, okay, so which demon? And so I asked two questions. (laughs) And then... I was like, can I cast spells? And he said, no. And then I said, can I possess people? And he said, no. And I said, am I alive? And he said, no. And I was like, well, then I'm a vampire because if it fits, it's probably something about me being pale. <laughs> <laughs> and you were at Robbie's house? Yeah. Hey, Robbie, thanks for inviting us to your Halloween party, you bitch. <laughs> <laughs> we wouldn't have come fair, anyway. I was probably sleeping. Yeah, since... we wouldn't have come anyway. I was reading a really good book. Fair. I have no excuse. My, You know what I fell asleep doing? Putting my online Walmart order in. 
She fell asleep by putting candy I'm, in her I'm online I'm looking at cart. Halloween candy. Who falls candy. asleep putting Halloween candy in their fell cart? Fell asleep and dreamt that somebody was, tr- or I was sitting at my door on my porch and nobody was coming to my house to uh, get candy. <laughs> That's, yeah. that's so sad. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I know. Well, I that mean, is actually, when you look at the difference between then and now for Halloween, it's so different. You actually get quite a bit of trick-or-treaters. No, not really. I always, you I get always, more than I do. Well, I always have about 10,000 pounds. But don't pounds. let me fool you. I still buy two bags of candy. <laughs> I was going to say, I always have way too much Walmart. candy left over and I have to bring it to work. I have, I have a tradition that I created myself. It's called reverse trick-or-treat. And it happens the day after Halloween, and you bring all of your leftover Halloween candy with you and give it away. Fair. Mm. Works great. Reverse trick-or-treat is my favorite day. I keep the candy that I want to eat, and then I give the rest away. (laughs) Pick all the Twizzlers. Give everybody the Jolly Ranchers. Twizzlers are disgusting. I love Twizzlers. I'm a Red Vines girl all the way. I still like Twizzlers. So we're going to talk about books or what? Oh, yeah. Because I have a good one this week. Well, it is Halloween. One that scared me. Why don't you kick it off? Okay, I read for my last horror month book, The Amityville Horror by Jay Anson. This is a true story. This is a nonfiction book. And what it is is this house is like a quote-unquote haunted house. And the history behind the house is in November of 1974, Robert Defoe Jr., pretty sure that's how you say that, shot and killed six members of his family in this house. Like a year later or so, George and Kathleen Lutz and their three children moved into this house and only lived in this house for 28 days before they... Before they left because of the haunting, because of the weird shit that kept happening in this house. Yeah. I don't think I would have made it that long. (laughs) Like day five. When I was reading this book, I'm like, just get out. Just Just leave. leave. (laughs) But, you know, you wanted you you put you put all this money in this house, even though they got a really good deal on the house. But they weren't like particularly rich people. So, you know, you have everything invested in this house. I can understand why they tried to make it work. Weird stuff would happen in this house. And I'm trying to think. I read the Amityville Horror when I was like 15, maybe. When did that come out? Uh, 79, 80? 77. 77. Mm-hmm. I wasn't even a thought yet. So I don't know. <laughs> oh, she's so young. I mean, to be fair, I was only barely a, a thought in 77. I was only three. <laughs> I turn 24 next month, a month from today. Wow, 24. Yeah, exciting. Hold on a second. I got I read this a long time ago. Wow. Just our little happened. Jessica's growing up. <laughs> Slowly but surely. She's almost to the age of what my husband calls the age of reason. Age of reason? What's yeah, that? you could actually get married after you're 25. That's fair. You know, you've... Your brain has pretty much grown to, to where it needs to grow, and your maturity has reached a good point, and you can make really good decisions by the time you're 25, at age of reason. Get your own insurance. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that's 26. Oh, yeah. You still have a year. Okay, so one of the things that freaked me out the most about this book is that the dad would wake up at like 3 a.m. like every day. And have to go check the boathouse because there was a boathouse out in the back of the property. He would have to go to the boathouse at three o'clock at night every day. Why? (laughs) What? 
Yeah. He, it was later he found out um, that was about the time that the killings took place in the house the year earlier. But the weirdest thing is, is that it always seems like when I wake up in the middle of the night and I have to like walk around the house once or twice or like go to the bathroom or something, it's always like right around three o'clock in the morning. (laughs) Come on, on. Leo, come on in. What do you need, baby? Damn it. That really scared me. I thought I was going to get. Do you want to go see what he wanted? Axe murdered. That's fine. He'll come back if he wants to. I know. That was good. I shouldn't sit this close to the door. (laughs) When we're doing the podcast and talking about scary shit and somebody. Open the door. Quickly opens the door. I don't have the light on. That's why. But like also like this is like the winter time. It was like December when they bought this house. So, you know, New York in December, it's it's snowing. It's frozen. It's below freezing. But yet they kept getting swarms of flies in the house that would gather around the windowsills. Yeah, like big, ugly black flies. And just they would have like the mom was having like nightmares. And there was, of course, like cold spots. And you could like smell perfume for people that weren't there. You know, like you could like really smell like a really strong perfume smell. But there was nobody else around. And it wasn't a perfume that anyone in the household ever used. So I like if all anybody this, lives there now. I looked it up and I don't think so. I'm pretty sure when I read this book, I looked it up because you know me, I Google. Uh-huh. But like also, like they asked a priest to come over and bless the house. And the priest came over to bless the house. And he, he you know, he got a really bad feeling and everything about it. But then after he went to the house to bless it, he was supposed to go like light a candle or something, do something at the church for it. And he got really, really ill. And he broke out in blisters, like, on his hands. And every time he went to the house, it would get worse. But if he stayed away from the house, he would get better. Hmm. Which is really strange. I looked it up to see if anyone lives there. Apparently, it's on Zillow. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's still trying to sell that house. You mean you mean it's for sale? <laughs> Bonnie's like, hey, I'll take that. Hey. <laughs> You probably get a great deal on it. How how many how many years has that been? From seventy seven when the book came out. Oh shit, they lived in the house in like seventy four. Seventy five. Yeah, but I'm sure nobody would buy it after the book came out. Oh, I'm sure not. I mean it's one thing to live in a house that's, you know, rumored to be, but then when you live in a famous house that's seriously fucked up. Mm-hmm. Well yeah, and even I feel like that's like you would get people coming mm-hmm. there and they'd probably just like fuck with you. Even if it, like, you know, people are assholes. Like, yeah, oh, these new people moved true. into the house down the street that's haunted. Let's go tap on their windows at four o'clock in the morning. Uh, yeah. Let's, let's <laughs> raise mm-hmm. some flies and set them loose in there. I mean, to be fair, they'd probably be up if they wake up at 3 a.m. anyways. They'd still be up at four. But, like, like slowly, like, all of this stuff that was happening would get worse. Like, then um, the mom, instead of just having nightmares, like, one time... She developed like these red whelps on her chest that she didn't know where Welt. they came from. Welt. Welts. Whelps. Whatever. I don't know. Welt. Red like burn marks on her chest that she didn't know where they came from. And one time when the dad walked in, she was levitating above the bed. Ew. Yeah. And like like weird stuff was happening like with the kids and especially like with the dog. Like the dog would like sleep like all the time their dog would would just like it would growl at empty rooms and then go fall asleep yeah 
and just all of this weird that and the dad started like seeing things that weren't there and like he kept hearing parades that were happening like in the house he would be upstairs in bed and it sounded like there was a parade going through the living room downstairs and then he got obsessed with feeding um logs into the fire like he had like the house was like 85 degrees because he just kept you know feeding logs into the to the fire and he would stay up all night just feeding logs into the fire i mean it was just all of this weird shit you know what would happen i have an explanation i have something that would explain all of that what ghosts ghosts are real nope you dust the entire house every surface with lsd (laughs) and every time they touch something they go on another trip yeah, but wouldn't that make the house more expensive? <laughs> <laughs> make the house super expensive. That's, that'd that's be a, a good way to screw house. with somebody, though, is what, is what I'm saying. Wasn't they that... see all kinds of shit in there. Well, they were seeing Feeding all kinds them of magic shit. mushrooms. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Eating the mushrooms from the backyard. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that's and... pretty scary, though, really. I mean, you're supposed to feel safe in your own house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I mean, everybody, but everyone's heard, like, creaks and... And had weird feelings in their house and everything. But this, when it goes to this extent, I, I, I mean, that's just terrifying. Mm-mm. That would just, because you don't. And how long did they stay there? <clears throat> 28 days. It's tougher than me. Stayed. Not <laughs> even a month. I'm like, Mom! Of course, you spend all of your money <laughs> to buy this house. I mean, that was not a small house. No, I mean, it was cheaper. But yeah, it was still, it was like a, what, like a five, six bedroom house. Yeah, I mean, least. it was huge. Yeah. 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 Two stories, big colonial house on the lake, has a boathouse. I think it might have even had a pool, you know. So it was a really, really nice house that they invested all their money in. Well, then you think you have to move out. Then what do you, What the hell are you supposed to do? You don't have any money left. You're paying for this you got house. got no place to go. You still have to keep paying your freaking mortgage. Right. Right. I mean, I don't think that the bank would understand. Um, I can't pay it this month because it's haunted. Yeah, the, I wonder, where, the I wonder current if there's occupants an insurance gonna, clause for that. <laughs> the current occupants yeah. are going to pay that this month. <laughs> Jeez, no way. Call 888-CASPER. <laughs> like when you're getting an inspection for your house, you have a ghost inspection as well. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, ma'am. This this house is infested with ghosts. So I would... Uh, not buy it. I would say that you're probably not going to enjoy living here you probably should look somewhere else wouldn't that be that actually be a pretty cool job to have ghost inspector yeah but how are you gonna know that it's not just some whack job trying to take your money yeah this house is fine it'll be five hundred dollars and then 28 days later you're moving out because your freaking wife is levitating over the bed (laughs) who are you gonna call (laughs) ghost inspectors Well, I can take care of that problem for you, ma'am. We'll just we'll just get them ghosts right out of there. I'm just gonna tie some weights around your ankles so you stop hovering. <laughs> we don't want you to float away like the Harry Potter ant. <laughs> she deserved that. Yes, right? she, she did. did. But anyways, that's Amityville Horror by Jay Anson. Okay, so here's my question for you: What kinds of experiences have you had? in your life that might be considered ghosty? I've had a lot. I don't know if I want to get into all that. What'd you have? Uh, I have a friend who I would stay with the night with in high school. She would do like a bunch of like big sleepovers around her house. And she had like a bunch of land because they had cattle and stuff. And when you first drive into her driveway, there's like this, what used to 
probably have been a cemetery. They're like old headstones mm-hmm. that have been, you know, they're knocked over. You can't even read anything That's on them. That's pretty creepy. Yeah. And we would be at her house in the middle of the night and then like the doors upstairs would slam. Like not, Ooh. not like a creepy thing. They would just like slam. Not like creaking shut pressure in the house, like a full on like smack. We were all just like, ah. And then we'd go out there. And I don't know if it was like a trick of the light or what. But we'd like look out towards where the little graveyard was, and you could see like little lights, like little orbs. Ah, what? Are they, there's a there's a word for that. I don't know. When it's associated with ghosts, I can't think of it. But, but I don't know. Wow, we we're also like teenagers and really susceptible to being terrified of everything. But maybe you're just susceptible to seeing the ghosts. There is maybe something to that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was terrifying, though. We'd, we'd all be, like, sitting in her room, like... <laughs> I know that we lived in one house up in New York, actually. Mm-hmm. And it was a big house, and it would have cold spots. Like, you would walk through it, and you would it would it you would all of a sudden feel chilled, and then walk for a minute, and then it would go away. And was there an air conditioning vent nearby? Oh, no. By chance? No. I was checking. Uh-uh. <laughs> this is New York. We didn't have air conditioning. Air conditioning wasn't a thing like down here. <laughs> That's true. It wasn't where I grew up either. We didn't have air conditioning. And like um like one time I went into the kitchen at nighttime at night when it's like dark and stuff and there was one of those breakfast nooks that had windows all around it and stuff and there was a bunch of lights outside but there was we, it was in the middle of nowhere. It was in the middle of freaking woods and there was a bunch of light shining. So but I don't know maybe that was like Headlights from a faraway car or, but it was still creepy. Mm-hmm. See, I used to see stuff out of the corners of my eye. Yeah, and you would see stuff out of the corners of your eye. When I was living eye. in the house that I grew up in. And I never had that happen after I left. I always discounted it as, you know, I don't know what. I guess I just figured I was always going to see stuff out of the corner of my eye. Mm-hmm. And then when I left home, I never saw it again. It was all that cigarette smoke hanging around in the air. I don't know. my dad was a chain smoker maybe i was hallucinating from all that nicotine maybe there was lsd on the surfaces of the house i think there must have been yeah (laughs) going crazy with some asbestos in there (laughs) right hey the lead paint the house that i grew up in had an asbestos siding Uh, wow yeah but yeah but on the outside of the house not on the inside my sister was so freaked out about that house that when we went up to new york not too long ago to go see Niagara Falls and show the kids and everything. And we, Vanessa's like, we need to drive by the haunted house, but we're not going to stop. <laughs> we're not going to stop. We just want to, she just wanted to drive by it and just see if it was still there. <laughs> like, no. Okay. All right, Jessica, you got something for us that's a little, little on the spooky side today? Yeah, I can talk about the book that gave me nightmares. Nightmares are, are always good for Halloween. More than just... Trying to trick or treat and nobody came to your porch to give candy. Yes, <laughs> that is a nightmare, especially when you <laughs> spend so all that sad. money on like, chocolate. <laughs> I have candy. I have full size candy bars. They're Snickers. <laughs> so I read Rules for Vanishing by Kate Alice Marshall, and I think this book's really cool because it's written like like a documentary almost. So. uh It'll flash from, like, the main characters telling it from her point of view while it's happening to, like, video evidence of, and it's a transcript of conversations with, like, what would be in the video. And then it's, like, interviews of her and her friends with this doctor afterwards. 
And so it's like flashing. It's almost like a scary movie reading it because it's like flashing back and forth all the time, which makes it kind of hard to keep up with, but it's really good. And it scared the shit out of me. (laughs) I couldn't go to bed. (laughs) And there was a picture of the cover of that on Yep. Um, on Facebook this week and yeah. um, Instagram. And I didn't even realize it. So I got it. It's an advanced reader's copy that I picked up from the bookstore because it sounded kind of cool and kind of ghosty. And I think it's YA, which is what I feel like is also more terrifying because it scared me. I mean, I'm kind of a baby, but... I was going to say, Jessica, Jessica, younger you're, crowd. You're you're a very uh, delicate flower <laughs> when it comes to scary stuff. <laughs> I don't watch scary movies. It's not my thing. But I've started liking scary books a bit more after all of our Halloween reads. Well, that's but, good. Hey, that's, that's good. Uh, so the premise is that in their town of Briar's Glen, there's this like lore about a girl named Lucy Gallows who went di- disappeared in the 50s into this road in the woods. And there's always been this lore about the road that appears, and it's just kind of strange. And I guess people have gone missing on the road since then, looking for her. And the main character's sister goes missing the year before all of this happens. And so um, everybody thinks that she just ran off with her boyfriend because it was like her adopted sister. And she was like, everybody's like, oh, she just, you know. I hate it when they do that. They always do that with teenage girls. They're like, oh, she just ran away. With her boyfriend. (sighs) But the sister finds this notebook tucked under her sister's bed, and it's all these notes. They're like crazy scribbles about Lucy Gallows and like hearing her talk and how she has to find her and like rules for the the road. And there's like a group of them that have been friends since they were kids. And the main character's kind of fallen apart from away from them because they didn't really believe. They also believed that her sister just ran away. And so she kind of pushed everybody away, all her friends. But they all get, a bunch of them get this text message that's like, find a partner, find a road, find a key, find the girl. You Ooh, want, let's play creepy. a game. Yeah. And so they all like come back together and meet up and they start out on this journey on the road where you have to have a partner. And the road is up <laughs> so it's like a haunted road instead yeah of like it like appears to you if it wants to and so and you have to have you bring like everybody brought a key like one of them's like a car key but it fits in the gate because you're one of the people that's supposed to be on the road and there are seven gates that you have to get through to get to the end of the road and get off and they're trying to find her sister so it's like the liar's gate the sinner's gate the marsh the mansion the town and like something else like the final gate and there are all these creepy monsters that are trying to attack them the entire time and uh you're supposed to hold hands in the dark because if not then like evil doppelgangers will come and take your hand and they take your friend that happens like in the first chapter it was freaky um and there's if you step off the road this demon monster comes and kills you (laughs) or something and there's all these kinds of creepy monsters so it's like the haunted forest come alive. Yeah. yeah. And it's like the, um, and they run into people who have been stuck on the road while they're trying to find Becca, the sister. And they've been stuck there for years. So much that they've like grown into the road. One of them's like grown through a gate. Gah. And he's like telling them. You just gave me full body shivers just It was then. creepy. But I really wanted like it. It was really, really great. And I had to get to the end of it, but I can't, couldn't read it at, before bed anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but I can only read this 
At noon in the full sunlight. In the full sunlight with people all around me. <laughs> with no roads. <laughs> no roads. No forests. No roads. Just in the backyard, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but it's really good if you like something really spooky and like little. And I couldn't guess where it was going. I had no clue what the next thing was going to be. And so all I of think the sometimes monsters... those are the best ones where you just can't possibly predict. I know. It was like they'd get through. It's like they get through the first gate. And you're like, whew, they survived. Some of them, anyways. <laughs> um, Some of them, anyways. And then like, they open the second gate, and you're like, what? And then they finally get through that, and you're like, what's, what's going to happen next? Because that was a lot. And then it just gets bigger and badder the whole time, and it's Damn. intense. And so, but I can't really say that much more about it, because there's so many twists in it, it would give stuff away. And it does the whole flashback, flash behind flashback flash behind so much that I can't remember what's a giveaway and what's not <laughs> so <laughs> that was rules for vanishing by Kate Alice Marshall and I would honestly probably give it five stars because it really got me and I loved it wow awesome cool I love that I love finding sometimes it's hard when we're doing our October reads especially if you're really really into horror finding things that scare you or things that are well written and that scare you. Mm-hmm. I think and those just aren't cheesy. Yeah, there's a lot of cheese out there. <clears throat> yeah, that's... a lot of Velveeta, and as you know, not that's even not good really cheese. cheese. Not even no, good cheese. That's Velveeta. shitty cheese. <laughs> that's cheese food. It's not cheese. Well, I just like stumbled on this when I saw it in the shelf at the bookstore of the ones that are free, mm-hmm. and uh, it just kind of seemed interesting. It didn't seem like a horror novel when I read the back of it. I, it just kind of seemed like. There's this creepy road or this like mystical road, like I don't know, Chronicles mm. of Narnia kind of. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is the vibe I got. I didn't really mm-hmm. get from like reading the back cover. I got just like, oh, this girl's trying to find her sister who's stuck in this other realm or whatever. Cool adventure book. No, like <laughs> scary movie documentary. <laughs> it was good. That's cool. Like scarier than the Blair Witch. <laughs> there was no runny noses in this novel. <laughs> hey, the Blair Witch was pretty scary. I but. I couldn't focus on anything for the Blair Witch Project because all I kept saying through the whole thing is wipe your fucking nose. I know, I know. <laughs> she had a booger hanging she out of her nose the booger. whole time. I know, but that's what made it more scary. Who I think the booger that? made it more scary. Because you thought it was going to come out of the screen at you? <laughs> no, because she was so scared she couldn't wipe it off. Because you're afraid of the booger monster? <laughs> Shut up, you guys. <laughs> that makes me think of uh, Mr. Boogie and Sinister. That movie messed me up for a bit. <laughs> So he like possesses the youngest child and makes him kill his family and siblings or whatever. I slept in Alex's room for like a month because he wasn't fucking killing me. Yeah, I know you wouldn't (laughs) know this movie because you're not old enough, but there was a movie that was out when I was a teenager. It was called Candyman. Oh, yeah. That was a scary movie. Oh, my fucking God. We went and watched that in the movie theater. That was so scary. Is it about a serial killer? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I listened to a podcast about that. Oh, that was that was rough. But before you start on your book. Miss Martha. Um, we need to talk about Redbubble. Oh my gosh, yes, Redbubble. I'm wearing a shirt. It's actually a this one is the lightweight hoodie. Mm-hmm. That says three book girls on the front. Yeah, and it's like perfect for like a nice fall day where it's kind of cool, but not quite cold enough for your winter coat. It's definitely good for here because it's usually fairly warm here. I would be interested to see what the thick one is. I bet it's really because this isn't t-shirt material. It's more like a regular sweatshirt. sweatshirt type. So the heavy one must be really heavy. 
I'm, I kind of want to get the heavy one because, you know, I put a sweatshirt on when I go walk the dog. Yeah. So that would work out perfect. Yeah, we got we have a lot of different. The thing that I like the best about it is usually when you buy a shirt from somebody, you end up buying just the one kind because you can't afford to buy all the different styles of shirt in all the different sizes if you're a small group like us. Right. Mm-hmm. But Redbubble does it. Right. They've got all that stuff and then they print our logo on it for you. And they also have, we they, also have socks that you can buy. <laughs> and we socks. have um We have notebooks. Cases. Notebooks. We have... We'll eventually artwork. have stickers. I think there's a phone case on there. There's a bunch of different stuff that <laughs> tote bags. Uh, that you can get bags. with the Three Book Girls logo on it. Mm-hmm. And if you go to redbubble.com and just in the search engine put Three Book Girls and put spaces in between the the names, the letters, and um, it'll pull up. It'll pull up one thing. And just then the you, shirt, and then you there, when you go down below, there's a list of all of the other things that you can get with yeah. that logo on it. And I think there's like 36 different things. It's just plain, you know. It's just our logo, but this helps support our podcast. We haven't we've been on for a really long time and haven't really done. We don't do advertising yet, you know. We've, this is basically a great way to support us if you're a fan, right? And so. you get a very awesome shirt, mm-hmm. or that you sweatshirt, maybe- or socks. I'm, I mean, I want the socks. That's I why socks. I said the socks. Because I do love me some weird socks. Same. I wear my fuck off. I'm reading socks a lot. I love those. Yes. I have lots of weird socks. I'll eventually get three book girl socks too. But I ordered the sweatshirt first because I knew that I would use it right away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's nice. I have a pair of socks that say, uh, carpe the fuck out of this DM. And I wear those I think I bought lot. you those socks. You did buy me those socks. And also just bought some that says, um, always be yourself unless you can be a unicorn, then always be a unicorn and it has a unicorn on it. <laughs> I got these socks for Alec that have, they're like rainbow colored and they have a hippo on it with sunglasses and it says, I'm a chubby unicorn. <laughs> <laughs> I need a shirt like that. It's the best. I'm a chubby unicorn. <laughs> the socks that you bought me say... I found some socks that said, leave Shut me alone. Shut the fuck up or, shit, I can't think of what they say on the bottom. They say up on the top. Mm-hmm. Oh, do they? Yeah, but then the bottom on the foot, it says, shut the fuck up <laughs> or something like that. I don't, I don't remember what it said. It's something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Whatever it was, I spent like 50 bucks on freaking socks that day because I bought like Tyler some, I bought Martha some, I bought me a couple pairs. <laughs> yep. Because socks Socks. are awesome, especially this time of year. We got to have us some socks. I still want to go back to that one store that we saw those socks that had coffee pots on them and it said pothead. (laughs) Yeah, that was good. It was pretty awesome. I I bought a like another mitt that said this food has weed in it. Not for myself because, you know, I don't don't need any psychoactive drugs to make me weird. I'm already (laughs) weird. As a gift. I think really you should start thinking about gifts for yourself for Christmas because... You never get what you want. So order yourself a three book girls. I want to order one for Tyler. A three book girls branded piece of clothing or whatnot from redbubble.com. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. You pulled out your uh, advertising voice. I did. Redbubble. (laughs) Redbubble.com. You can buy what you need at redbubble.com. And we get a percentage of Red that. Um, Help support your local artists at redbubble.com. <laughs> <laughs> We're not artists, but we sort of are. 
Support your local podcasters at redbubble.com. Very nice. You should come to work for us. That's impressive. (laughs) Local interns. (laughs) All right. I know what you pay. Yeah, which is nothing. I know. All right. All right, book. Back to books. I actually had a really hard time choosing. In fact, I was texting Bonnie last night. I was like, remind me, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review this one. To be fair, I was sleeping and read them all at one time. Yeah. And then I text back and say, never mind. I changed my mind. I don't want to do that one. Here's a different one. And then this morning I woke up and I was like, you know what? Those other two are not really horror novels. Mm-hmm. So I have to have at least something that is a horror novel. Well, I sort of had to compromise. I'm going to do two. Two books? Yes. I'm sorry, okay. that's not allowed. I'm going to do two, but I'm going to do them like short. stepping off the creepy road and the demon comes and kills you. This thing is terrifying. <laughs> I don't want to even talk about it. This, this, this story was terrifying. It wasn't truly a book because it was only 62 pages long. Oh, so it was super short. Yeah, so it's almost like reading a really long short story, mm-hmm. a novella. And of course, it's by the king. And that would be Sorry, that made me think Stephen like the King. Te- we had to watch telenovelas for my Spanish class all the time. Oh, it's not a telenovela. <laughs> a telenovela. I can't believe that Stephen King did something that was only 62 pages. Well, he he was a collaboration with Joe Hill. Oh. I do love me some Joe Hill. I know. Mm-hmm. So the two of them came up with this. And it's actually a movie now, I think. Oh, really? A movie or something. Yeah, because when I was Googling it, I was like, what? You mean it's a... But don't watch the movie. Read the book. For the love of God. Right, so you're driving down the road, and all of a sudden, when you got your windows open, and you hear something coming from the cornfield. Oh, cornfields are creepy. <laughs> I know. Or actually, it's not cornfields; it's grass. The grass is really super tall. They stop at a church parking lot. Okay, these two people, they stop at a church parking lot, and just like because they're driving across the country and they hear a little boy in the field asking for help. So they decide they're going to go rescue this little boy and they walk into the grass and almost right away they lose each other. Hmm. It's a corn maze. And they're like calling to each other across the grass and pretty soon this little boy gets close in the grass. And it's like he's been in there forever. He thinks he just came in there, but he's been there for a long time. And his parents are in there too. Oh, it, uh, it was a seriously fucking creepy read. So Super it wasn't short. a little boy ghost? It was an actual little boy? Well, I can't really give <laughs> a lot of it away. Because that? There's something in the field that causes what's happening to happen. Mm. And it was so disturbing and so gross that I had to stop. Wow, it's, it has to be bad if you had to stop. Yeah, and it was only like 62 pages long, you guys. Mm. If you have not read In the Tall Grass and you like horror, you have to read it. If you're not a big horror fan, step off. Because it was really, really bad. Corn mazes are scary. I don't, I've never been in a corn maze. This isn't corn, it's grass. Well, I know, but I'm just saying, I don't think I would ever want to be in one because. Children of the corn? 
This is way creepy. worse than that. Creepy, way, creepy. way, way worse than that. Tall grass is creepy. What's, what does he say? He's like, he wants you too, Elijah. <laughs> I'm telling you, guys, if you want a true horror read and you want something super short that'll just make your jaw drop, uh, well, you know, if I hype it, then you'll say, it wasn't that scary. All right. I found it really scary. Well, everyone has different tastes. And but it's scary. Oh, just If it scares you, up. I'm sure it would scare Seriously. Me. Anyway, so that's that's a short little Take true that. horror read for you. That's a it, snack size. Yeah, a snack size horror. <laughs> and the other one, fun size, fun size other, horror. Okay, so that that was in the tall grass by Stephen King and Joe Hill. Now my for my other one, American Predator: The Hunt for the Most Meticulous Serial Killer of the Twenty First Century by Maureen Callahan. Ew, which one? Well, I, here's the thing is I had never heard of this guy before. His last name is Keys from Alaska. And I, I guess I've been kind of out of the serial killer, true crime thing for a while, not really paying attention. But I think the thing that scared me the most about this particular book is how truly random a killer he was. Mm-hmm. I mean, seriously random. The guy's a, a, a true psychopath, which means he has no empathy. Sociopath or psychopath? No, psychopath. Psychopath. Is it Israel Keys? Yes. Israel Keys. Thank you. Yes, that's him. Israel Keys. He looks like a psychopath. Yeah, kind of. He doesn't have eyebrows. <laughs> looks like somebody I went to school with. <laughs> Who's got eyebrows in this picture? <laughs> oh, I guess they're there. They're just light. He... <laughs> the FBI got a full confession from him, but they were... Things about it that made them think that there were more victims. Here's the really fucked up thing. What he did is he would stash murder weapons in different states so that he could fly there and kill people and not get caught. So he'd fly somewhere, kill somebody, and then go back to Alaska. Yeah. Hmm. Or drive there. Hmm. But he 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 would stash weapons in random places in different states. So Wouldn't that, that he, get expensive, having to fly places, too? I, I don't know if you... He, he didn't necessarily fly every time, but he was also a businessman as well. Oh, so maybe so he, he would had his like own a sort of trip. identity going there. But he was... Oh, my God. He lived in a very unusual... He grew up in an unusual situation, and he really, I think... Personally, I think the fact that he was a psychopath and grew up in a situation that was really fucked up, the combination of those two things, I think, is what caused him to be the way he ended up. Because he was raised like an an off-the-grid type situation Mm. from the time he was very young and played into his weirdnesses. So that he just became weirder and weirder. Now, I don't know if that's... I'm obviously not a trained psychiatrist, so I can't say for certain. But the fact that he grew up the way he did with his parents completely off the grid and the way they viewed life and him with him being a psychopath to begin with, having no empathy and then having his parents behave the way they did. I think that's part of the reason that he became in the end the way he did. But. I have to say that this is probably one of the most terrifying books I ever read because of the random nature of the way he killed 
and the fact that he was so pleased with himself for the way he did it. It was real. I mean, there was no rhyme or reason to the way he killed people. And he always carried the kid around with him. So wherever he was, you know, he could just decide to kill somebody randomly wherever. You look like a person to kill Jay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was his name again? His name was Israel Keys. <laughs> and he grew up in, um, or he was living in Alaska at the time. But what, here's the thing is he got caught. The reason he got caught is that he got pulled over for a traffic violation in Texas. That really gets people. (laughs) That's how they got like Timothy McVeigh too, right? Yeah. Right? He got pulled over because he was like missing a taillight or some shit like that. That's what I'm saying is that otherwise the dude probably never would have gotten caught because he was so meticulous about the way he went about his crimes. And he was proud of himself for that. Yeah. You want to be really, truly scared, not just woohoo scared? This is the book for you because it scared the living shit out of me. It was called American Predator, The Hunt for the Most Meticulous Serial Killer of the 21st Century by Maureen Callahan. Ew. That's creepy. The part I just read about him is that like his last known kill, he like... Sexually assaulted her, killed her, left her in a shed, flew to New Orleans, and went on a two-week cruise yeah. with his family. Yes, what the exactly fuck? It. I mean, he was so... <laughs> the way he planned things out was so above and beyond anything that a normal brain would come up with and think of to do. Ugh. It just... I mean, he's in New Orleans, mm-hmm. and he's got a murder kit there. Weird. He's stashing weapons and hiding weapons in all of these places so that he'll have stuff to kill people with while he's on vacation. <laughs> I mean, God. <laughs> damn! But he, ugh. Yeah, that's scary shit, you guys. But that's, that's not crazy. Stephen King scary. That's true life, real things scary. See, true life stuff scares me more than when, when I'm reading a, a novel like by Stephen King or Joe Hill that I know... It's scary. And it's and, supposed to be scary. You know it'll be scary. And yeah, it I you know, gives me the feelings in my brain for a scary novel. But then when I read something that's true crime for something that actually happened, it scares me worse because then I don't want to like go outside my house. Well, normally I'm okay with that because it's not as random. Usually there's a there's a, a pattern. And the stuff you see on the different I know, movies but you and stuff, don't there's know. a pattern. But this guy you don't know if that pattern's in your neighborhood. And you don't know who the next one is out there. I read mm-hmm. I read this stuff and then have to go walk my dog at night. And I'm like, mm, you'd attack anyone who comes near me, right? <laughs> Why do you think I have a yard? <laughs> Leave my dog out there to go to the bathroom. I'm not going to walk her in the middle of the night. Why do you have a gun? <laughs> right. I hate it when my dog barks in the middle of the night, though. It scares the shit out of me, especially when my husband's not home, like all this week. Oh, it really scares me when my dog barks in the middle of the night because I know that she's not hearing anything. She has to see something. Yeah, that's pretty scary. I think this was a good scary month. I mean, we didn't have a lot of... I don't know. I guess I find it really upsetting for my own personal self that there aren't as many good quality horror novels out there as there are for all the other genres. Mm-hmm. There's so much bad stuff out there, I you guys. I feel like that's the problem with horror is that people fall into tropes a lot more easily. They do. 
Well, I know that we did a lot of true crime this time. Yeah, and, Which, it, and it's mostly because we couldn't find a lot of really great. Well, I don't know if I've ever really. I before tried to this find month, it. I read I've a never, lot of fucking books this year trying to find good stuff. I've never read a lot of true crime stuff until like recently. Mm. And I don't know, just horror novels like I'm I'm Googling like, you know, Stephen King and Dean Koontz and looking for stuff like that. And this year, I don't know, just from like true crime podcast and from what other people on the podcast have said about true crime. So I Googled true crimes and those are some fucking scary ass books. Give it real. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> it's not that I don't want to review Stephen King all the time. Cause he really is the king of horror. Right. It's just that everybody else does those. And that's the reason that I tried to stay away from some of, some of those types of books. There is a lot of good horror out there. Well, I mean, I've Stephen, read all of it, though. Stephen King is classic. He I is mean, classic. That's one of the reasons why I did Stephen King for the live event. Right. Because... And, and I had to at least include that in the tall grass, because it really was good. He's right. good at what he does. He I just is. wish he did more of it. Mm-hmm. I wish there were more people, more writers like him out there. Without copycatting? They have to have their own style? Well, yeah, and they have to be able to actually write... The writing has to be good. And that's the problem that I ran into this year is you'd find one that you thought had good promise and then it ends up being just absolutely horrible. That's how I felt last year. I read like a couple of horror books and I was like, this sucks. Yeah. For October month. I don't think I even had a book to review for October last year because it was like... Yeah, because there's a lot of bad ones out there. sucked. Yeah. I read like a haunted house one and I was like... Really? The haunted house ones tend to be super cheesy. You don't it really get a lot of good awful. ones in that genre. I don't know why. Yeah. They try to take it. I think they just try to take it too far. Mm-hmm. Which I I'm, think it just takes more to freak us out. Is that than it used to? I don't Probably. know. Maybe I'm wrong. Well, on you that. want a good haunted horse read? I don't know. Haunted house read. Did you say haunted horrors read? <laughs> horrors? Are whores haunted? Is there a haunted pimp that goes with that? Oh, some of those hookers might be awful scary down below. I was going to say, hey, baby. And she opens her legs and the frightening monster comes out. Let me tell you, when you got a $3 hooker. Patty the daytime hooker? <laughs> yeah. That shit's scary. Good God. We have these creepy dummies at school that we get to practice on, like uh-huh. taking blood pressure and respiration and stuff like that. And I learned that in the EMT room, they have one that gives birth. So they can practice giving birth, and it gives birth to an equally creepy little dummy baby. Oh. <laughs> you know, Jessica, I think you should write a horror novel. It's like about, Chucky's mom. About the dummies. About PTA school. <laughs> yes. They're Physical creepy. therapy school. Yeah, she like opens it. Like, you'll go over there, you could take her blood pressure, and they can set all the stuff so they know you're taking it right. Mm-hmm. And you like walk by, and her eyes will open, and they move around and stuff. And her chest rises and falls because she's supposed to simulate. It's and creepy. And all of a sudden, her like legs it. part. She pops out a creepy dummy baby. It's <laughs> a Chucky doll. I haven't doll. seen that one. It would be funny if it was a Chucky doll. <laughs> God damn. Ooh, I think those people have been watching too many horror novels. That's what I think. I wouldn't want to be there at, like after dark. I don't think <laughs> they all come to life and have little dummy meetings. Good day, people. Good day. Good good job out there. Good job. You really did a great job. Kind of like Secret Life of Pets, except it's Secret Life of PA Dummies. Yes. Somebody needs to write that book. Seriously. 
seriously, that'd be good. I think it wouldn't be in the horror novel section. I think it'd be in the hilarious novel section. I don't know. It depends on how it was written. True. It might be one of those com- comedically funny horror novels. Yeah. Christopher Moore needs to write it because then it would be funny in a dry humor. In a sense. very dark, dark black way. Black humor is my favorite. Though. Mm-hmm. Okay, girls, I suppose we better go um, buy some more Halloween candy, even though we probably won't get any trick-or-treaters. I feel the need to have an entire huge bowl full of candy prepared because there's nothing worse than running out of Halloween candy on Halloween night for little kids. Or Mm -hmm. it's horrible to get to Halloween and found out that you have eaten all the Halloween candy (laughs) and you have to run to the store real quick. Goodness. (laughs) Trick-or-treat, smell my... What do you mean you don't have any more candy? Mop. Jolly Ranchers, that's it. Get the eggs. <laughs> Here, have a little bottle of uh, whipped cream vodka. I happen to have that on hand. It's small. It'll okay, go right listen, in the bag. you start passing out the whipped cream vodka to the little kids, and somebody might be. <laughs> Trick or treat! <laughs> it tastes like candy poison, girls. <laughs> that's, go gonna to bed. Put, that's gonna put you on a list. <laughs> and on that note, I think that's gonna do it for Three, three Book girls. girls. Happy Halloween! Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.